Welcome to this podcast from the Bay Church. We hope you're blessed by the message. To find out more, please visit our website at www.the-bay-church.org.uk. Yeah, and that is so easy. That is so easy for me and so easy for you. It fits, it really fits. So feel how it fits right now. Feel how it fits so that you know when it doesn't fit. Yeah, yeah, so you know when it doesn't fit. So you know when the enemy is trying to get you to the place that you are in now, to somewhere where he wants you to be outside of this place, where you get into performance, you get into striving, you get into someone who you weren't designed to be. Yeah, yeah, where you try and make it happen yourself. Show. When you're on the brink of seeing those dark treasures that Daddy God has for you and the enemy is saying, oh my goodness, he is going to find that, she is going to find that, she is going to step into that calling and destiny. What am I going to do? I'm going to send fear and intimidation, whoa, to frighten you off, to, to actually frighten you from that door of breakthrough. This is where you were made to be. Ha. Before open doors. Wrapped up in love. wave upon wave of the love and the light of Jesus. Yeah, he is the father of lights. He is not into to turning away. He is not into turning and changing his decision about you. Ha, he was always right about you. He was always right about you. He, went for, he abandoned the 99 and went for the one. And you are the one. And he was always right about you. And he's always been right about you. And he isn't going to change his mind, ever. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. We are his treasure. We are his treasure. We are his treasure that he found. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Yeah, Alex, do you want to share something? I'll share this that just happened because uh, I think uh, it reinforces that, that I think Mark is on the right track for this evening, that he's that he's tuned in, uh, that he's dialed in to what, what it is that God is doing uh, uh, I had a powerful encounter uh, with God just now cried some stuff right out and God has a a way with me of, of often making me cry much more in public than I do when I'm at home I don't cry much when I'm in, when I'm on my you know in my room on my own and when no one see it tends to be right in front of everybody <laughs> i don't know if that happens to anybody else um so I, um i'm one of the trustees at the church here i'm also one of the sunday night leadership team i might be neither of those by the time i finish telling you this <laughs> but we'll see 
Ah, but what I want to confirm in what Mark's just said is that God just took away a whole load of shame that I didn't know was there and that I already thought had been dealt with. Um, so I encourage you that if God is, is gently doing some surgery or if, you're, or if he's even less gently doing some excavation work uh, with you, I, I encourage you to, to, to let him do that. And because I, I was really shown in that time on the ground just now, a lot of things that I'm not that I'm not proud of in in, in my life. Um, uh, a lot of decisions I've made, a lot of things that I've done in my, that I'm not proud of at all. And I was seeing them really specifically. Uh, and I thought, oh God, I've like those are not issues in my life anymore um, I wonder why I'm suddenly feeling convicted about them again I used to drink quite heavily when I was a bit younger and I used to take quite a lot of drugs uh, and I used to have a lot of girlfriends and, and at the time that, that seemed to me like a cool thing do you know what I mean and uh, uh, and I, I was seeing them and God was just gently lifting it up for me as I felt the, the initial feeling of shame about how I treated a woman or the feeling of shame about uh, being not, not controlling myself, looking after myself, neglecting myself, abusing my body, all that sort of stuff. And as that initial shame came on, God showed me, God just lifted it away and the purpose of it all was to let me understand that I can see what is counterfeit and I want to encourage you that because we don't chase after feelings and experience in our life whether those are drugs or alcohol or sex or whatever else they are because they're inherently unpleasurable they're not they're inherently pleasurable um, but Actually, God was showing you that, show me, that frequently when those things appeal to me, it, it's a counterfeit of what I really desire, which is that, which is that total connection to God, which is, which is a joy beyond the experience of anything else. And there are loads of other things that can simulate or, or kind of counterfeit that experience of joy and of ecstasy momentarily but none of it can replace and all of it is counterfeit to the actual connection to God which is the power of the Holy Spirit through the life and the eternal life of Jesus working and living and springing up in you so I want to encourage you now that if like me you that God excavates something that you think, oh, I really don't want to lift the lid on that box because I just I don't feel great about that. That firstly, he t he takes that. It says that he takes that as far away from you as you can possibly imagine. But more importantly than that, I think there are none of those situations now where I haven't learned a really valuable lesson in my life. And we can 
do two, one of two things, can't we? We can blunder through life, making mistakes, and then going, oh, well, okay, move on to the next thing. Or you can make mistakes and allow God in his time to show you what that was about. And I'm very open to that, painful though it is. But I want to encourage you that God can do that too. That in those mistakes, that God will be showing you something. He'll be showing you. And what he'll be showing you is the truth. And where the truth is, there is the life and there is the joy and there is the living well and there is the freedom and there is the redemption. There is the power. And I just thank you, Jesus. Continue to work here. Continue to work now. And we just thank you and praise you, God. Amen. Thank you, Alex. So as Alex was just saying, just as it, before we, we move on, this is important, what Alex has shared. And, and just in the words of that psalm that Alex was alluding to, so as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is the love that our daddy God has for us. Imagine that. Imagine that. As, as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is the love that our daddy God has has for us so just receive that love right now and as Alex was saying if he's if God has lifted the lid off things it's to so you can get rid of them it's not to make you feel bad about yourself it's so you can just get rid of them because then it goes on is as far as the east is from the west so far has he removed our transgressions from us and that is just so far so whoa so just ship them out (laughs) ship them out you know, just get rid, just get rid as far, yay, shake her, shake, if you want to just shake it off, shake it off, shake it off, if you want to stand up and shake it off, just shake it off, just shake it off, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he re- removed those transgressions from us, so shake it off, shake it off. Those chains don't suit you. Those bags that are around your neck don't suit you. So why are you wearing them? They're not even your. They're not even your colour. They don't even suit you. So just shake them off and get rid of them. Shake her because God's got amazing stuff to adorn you with. He's got. He's got necklaces and earrings and tiaras and and fine suits and all that kind of stuff that He wants you to wear. And he's got keys to give you and all this kind of stuff. So just get rid of the bags. Just get rid of the chains. Shake her, and just say, God, dress me. Dress me, God. Dress me, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. More of you. More of you. Thank you, Jesus. More of you. Shake her. Love of God, come. Show. Kingdom of heaven, come right now. Thank you, God. More of you. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Whoa. So what I'm going to do now is, whoa, yeah. I'm going to ask Anna to read, um, whoa, ah, just keep engaging with God, because we are doing a bit of teaching, but this is teaching out of the place of crying and, and, and just giving it all up and, and getting rid of stuff and receiving stuff, so it's all in that vein, so I don't mind if you stand up, sit down, lie, cry, every, anything, so I think Anna's going to read Matthew 13, aren't you, Anna? The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, 
he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. Oh, isn't that good? Isn't the word of God good? Wow. Wow. I love when the word of God's spoken. It's just like I'm just shaking on the inside. It's like my left hand is kind of shaking so much. I'm now holding the microphone in my right hand just because it would just, it's like the word of God is just amazing. Wow. So if I could have the first slide, Alan, and just, you don't even have to look at the slides. I don't really care, actually. <laughs> I don't really care. I really don't care. Actually, I've just seen my cup of tea. So uh, actually, I'm going to have a slip of it. Um, so just think about that scripture, all right? It's cold, but it doesn't matter. Oh, thank you, God. Mm. Why I'm getting whacked by drinking a cup of tea, Alan. <laughs> mm. Wow. Who made that cup of tea? I think I did. Sorry, I made it. I made it for myself. Always put Holy Spirit in tea when you make it. Show. Yeah. So that... Whoa. I was going to apologize for going whoa, but actually it's me, so I won't. I'm sorry. I mean, if it bothers you, I'm sorry, but, you know, it's just me. I'm sorry. I'm not, you know, it's like it's me. I'm not. I, I'm start saying sorry. Anyway, that's the bay. Yeah. That means eat in Albanian, by the way. Yeah. Um, it does, actually. It does. Actually, an Albanian friend said, well, yeah, it was more ha, actually. Yeah. Yeah means eat in Albanian. So um, that's the Bay of Apostles in um I, I, it made me immediately think of the just the apostolic calling on the bay, an apostolic hub. Um, without providing too much detail, God said, um, you have, I'm not, you're going to keep two days free in your recent visit to Australia in between the work I was doing. Uh, this was a weekend. And he said, you're going to keep it free, and I'm going to plan it for you. I got the last, the last car rental, the last uh, accommodation um, that was in this place just below there. You know, very much that, you know, I turned up at the very last minute of, of, of the last hour of the tourist place where a lady had just come in and said, this is my last room. So it was God, God plans and stuff. And this place and um, uh, and actually there's there's a preaching this, which I'm, I won't get onto because I want to speak about this at the As One event because it's about the apostolic and prophetic. And it's something that I'm pregnant with. And, and it's really difficult because um, it's being aligned up in me. The first pit stop was our soaking thing, and Natasha was there. When I came back from Australia, God was lining up the stuff that he was encountering with, waves and waves and waves of encounter along this coastline in southern Australia between Melbourne and Adelaide. And as it's getting lined up in me, it's actually almost, um, it's almost, it's, it's, it's almost kind of, I come exploding, all right? Shaker, but I'm not meant to speak about that until March the 9th. All right, so shaker, so excited. Oh, show Saturday, March the 9th. Thank you. Free advert. Yeah, shaker, Mama Sanda. Anyway, so Babe Apostles, and and apart from, and I won't get into the sounds, the three level of sounds that I heard, or even to the prophetic words that I got in this place for the Field of Dreams Church that I spoke at. 
the following day and um, just just spoke out prophecies in, in this this church called the Field of Dreams, which everyone was actually their mandate for their whole being, which I didn't know. Um, and actually, I got most of it by listening to the ground along the beach there. So I got down on the beach. It was an amazing day. Um, uh, sunny, warm, windy, waves coming in, hitting the rocks. And I was right down on the beach on the other side early in the morning. I got up early and I was one of the few people there. And um, at one point I was on my own and I said, God, um, this, can I have this forever? This kind of, you know, it's like, you know how you think where eternity is, it's like you being with God forever and it's just you and God. Is that, that's, you know, that's, that's, he's so personal. It's like, can I have this moment forever, this space? I want to buy this beach. I want to buy this beach and buy this moment and everything else. So, so God, me and you, it's like just for us. You know, it's, it's, you know, the Psalms talk about that God takes us to his desert island hideaway. This is Judith's, one of Judith's favorite verses, isn't it? Where he, he surrounds us with garlands of hosannas. Yeah? To a desert island hideaway. So I felt this was my desert island hideaway. Just me and God, me and Jesus. And I just wanted it, just me and him forever. And then I saw these people come down, and I just wanted to chase them away. <laughs> you know, I really did. And um, obviously you can't. Um, but isn't that the same thing with this scripture? And, and this series is called about the kingdom of heaven is like. And it talks about the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. Then in his joy, he went and sold all he had and bought that field. And the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away, sold everything, and he bought it. And it's two ways, isn't it? It's almost like, like when I saw this beach, it's almost I found this treasure and wanted to keep it. And at that moment, I, I would have sold my car, my, you know, it's like, uh, my, my sorry, Judith, my, no, not my wife, no, I wouldn't sell my wife, but, <laughs> you know, your house, you know, for that, for that particular spot. And how much more, you know, that we found Jesus. And we, we just want that moment, don't we? You know, we found Jesus and we would just go and sell everything that we have so we could buy that, so we could have Jesus. We, and we've done that. We've done that. We've actually given him our hearts. We've given him the steering wheels of our lives. We know that. But he is our treasure, isn't he? And Jesus says in us is that treasure. However, it's the other way around as well because how much more, and that's why I started off the worship tonight with, with that, and it was very emotive. I know it was very emotional. I was just sobbing on, on the carpet here. Is the fact that Jesus has given his life for us. He is that one who saw the pearl, the treasure, and he has sold everything that he has in the whole world to purchase us by his blood. And we are now his treasure. Amen? Whoa. And, yeah. 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 Just let that sink in. Whoa. Thank you, God. So what's that got to do 
We're linking the kingdom of heaven is like. What's that got to do with, with prophecy? And I think we're going to have um, the next slide, Alan. This is, this is an adventure with me, me and Alan, so th- thank you. Is that as we follow the way of love and eagerly desire the gifts, you know, particularly prophecy, what we're doing is aren't we seeing the treasure that is in the field? Aren't we seeing the preciousness in that individual? Aren't we seeing the gold in the dirt? Aren't we living out the kingdom of heaven is like as we prophesy? So when we say, well, it's all right, Mark can do it and a few other people, no, we can all do it because the kingdom of heaven is like this and we are children of the king. So actually, the kingdom of heaven is actually what the kingly sons and daughters do and that's what we do. It may be that some do it more often than others, but actually that's what we do. Yeah? Yeah? And the kingdom of heaven is like a lot of other things. It's not just about that, but it's one facet of the fact of being a son and a daughter. Yeah. That's just so exciting. I mean, you know. Show. So it's inclusive. It really is. And, and we demonstrate that with words. We demonstrate with our lives. We demonstrate with kindness. We demonstrate that with a lot of things. And, you know, there are a lot of people that actually are a lot better at demonstrating kindness than me. And I just think, wow, that's amazing. I'd like to be like that. I'd like to be like that. And so when I see people who actually are moving in things that actually I'd like to move in, there are two ways you can react. You know that, don't you? There's one way it will open up a portal, and there's a one way that will close down a portal. Closing it down is when you look at something and favor and everything else and going on in somebody's life saying, actually, that's really good, I'd like that. You can be envious or bitter or saying, that's, that's great for them, but what about me, God? That closes it down for you. Or you can say, God, bless Richard, bless Paul, bless Rachel, that's great. More, more. And actually going up to him and saying, actually, I want, some of, I want what you've got. That opens up a portal. That opens up a connection. This is the year of connection. That opens up a connection between you and that person, but between you and heaven, so you can receive more. And before you know it, actually another facet of your life has just popped up, and God is pouring into that, and he's growing that, and he's watering on that. Shoka. So when you see people succeeding, really celebrate that success. And Nick's very good at celebrating success, all right? She is. And actually, that is opening up so many portals. Shaka. All right, that's a free one. I wasn't going to say it, but that's a free one. Shaka, that's a free, a free secret. <laughs> Whoa, where was I? That's, that was amazing. I was so enjoying that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so we are calling out that. So, so actually, next slide, Alan. Thank you. So, what is? So this this is a series, all right. And this is just as you probably figured out. Um, this is almost where why why have we just had the moment we've had? It's because actually, you know, all the gifts flow out of this place of love. It's not just prophecy, but but actually, we need we need to be in this place so we can flow out the gifts. Yeah, one of actually knowing who we are, you know, in Jesus, we're secure. So actually, we can just reach out, actually, and just let that flow out of us. Whether it be prophecy, evangelism, anything like that. So out of that place. 
tonight the prophetic flows out of that love place, out of the receiving love and giving love and valuing love and everything else, but actually pursuing that, being intentional for that. So a simple definition is, and I've got more slides. I've got, I've got about five hours of stuff, which you're not going to get tonight. It's over the coming months and stuff. But, you know, yay. But I love it that God's breaking in on these PowerPoint slides. I just, I just it's great. Shake out. Um, at, one, at one point, maybe I'll be like this in front of, <laughs> you know, I've spoken in front of a couple of thousand at scientific conferences, and I've never kind of gone, whoa, like that at all. But, mate, but I don't know. Anyway. There'll be a first time. There'll be a first time. Shaker. Actually, maybe I'm in a country when I start just speaking in a tongue and they'll just actually say, Mark, that's amazing. How did you know you were fluent in this? You know, we, why do we have the conference in English? But anyway. Albanian. Thank you, Julia. I received that. <laughs> so, and when we speak, and it's, everything has got a point to Jesus. Yes? It all points to Jesus. So I won't get into what a Nabi prophet is and what a seer prophet and all that sort of stuff because I don't really want to talk about that tonight. But it's actually hearing God and saying what he says or seeing what God shows you. Very simple. But what is the difference between a word of knowledge and a prophetic word? Yeah? So, so prophecy is very much about foretelling and forthtelling. Yeah? So for whoa, shake. <laughs> so I'll just kind of kneel down. It's all right. I'm, I'm having a moment. It's all right. Ha. Hmm. Okay. I'll come back to that because I don't think I can. Okay. Words of knowledge. We'll skip that bit. We'll come back to that bit. All right. So I can now stand up. All right. There's anointing on that. I tell you. Right. Okay. So. So words of knowledge, right? It's, it's things that you know about, um, about the person in the past or the present. Yes? But not the future. Yes? Yeah? So word of knowledge, for example, you know, I was at Morpeth recently at New Life and God gave me a number and it happened to be the general medical council number of that person, of that consultant. Um, and they wouldn't have come up for ministry had I not given out that GMC number which they use every day when they log on into the NHS. All right? That is a word of knowledge. Because it's not something that's going to happen, it's already happened. It's something that they know. Right? It makes them feel known to God. Yeah? Does that make sense? You know, because we can get all kind of wrapped up into definitions and stuff like that, but it's something that you know about somebody that actually is, is it happening now or in the past. There's a word of knowledge. Yeah? Yeah. Whoa. Hmm, I can give you other examples, but I think you've got it, yes? Does that make sense? And what it does do, it opens up people, whether they're Christian or not, and it's often, I find it useful when you're telling people about Jesus. I've led a lot of people to Jesus, and it usually starts with a word of knowledge, because it opens up, and they go, how did you know that? I feel, you know, I'm now known. Somebody knows me and loves, loves me and knows all the little details about me. My goodness. And suddenly, you feel precious. Suddenly, you feel like a treasure that was paid for. Going back to the kingdom of heaven is like... Yeah? And then you can pray for them, give them a prophetic word, etc. 
Hmm. Thank you, God. Hmm. So foretelling, yay! Actually, I must say that test me prophecy is test me of Jesus' spirit of prophecy. I know you've got that, but it's important because it because why? Because it points and signposts the person to the one who is the answer. Shall I say it again? Prophecy should always point to Jesus because it signposts and points the recipient to Jesus, to the person of Jesus, who actually is the answer to all the problems. Yeah? Which means it takes the pressure off you and me because I'm not the answer. Jesus is the answer. So actually, it means you can step out actually really quite boldly because actually you think, well, I haven't got the answer. <laughs> I'm pointing to the one who is the answer. Hmm. Hmm. So foretelling, whoa, is knowing the future. I don't know why this is shaker. Wow. I'm having to read this because it's like... You know, so Acts eleven twenty, Acts eleven verse twenty eight. You know, Agabus predicted the year of famine. Remember that? So that's foretelling. That's that's telling something that's going to happen in the future. And so it's useful when people say that. Just check out whether it whether it does. Nothing wrong in that. Nothing nothing wrong. Sean Boltz has got a great book about actually we should check out when people give us prophetic words whether it actually happened. Doesn't mean you throw out the baby with the bathwater, as it were, but it's actually good to check in and say, okay, God, this hasn't happened. You know, was this you? You know, do I need to filter this out? But actually to call back in on that. I shared on Friday night at Seoul, when I shave in the morning, I actually play back my prophetic words because then I'll think, actually, has this happened? If it hasn't, I'm on the lookout for it. And if it has and I've not noticed, I'm thinking, God, that was great. That's amazing. I didn't even realize that was an answer. Thank you, Jesus. And then you, th then you get up in the morning thinking, is, is today the day? Is today the day? Because you've been reminded about the promises. And forth-telling is, is, for want of a better word, I'm, I'm just kind of quoting various bits here, Chris Vallotton, etc. It's kind of causing the, f the future. You speak, you know, causing what is in the future to kind of almost come into the present. You're calling forth that which is in the future to come in the here and now. So think about Ezekiel and the dry bones. You know, we may see a bones, but God sees an army. So you're calling that army into that present situation. Does that make sense? Yeah? And then the Romans passage, you know, God gives life to the dead and calls things, things that are not as though they were. So that's even better. That's like he's saying, well, actually they're not yet, but actually they've already happened in God's sight. So let's live in the reality of that where you get a heavenly perspective on it. That, and it really changes your world when you get that perspective. Because then you're not intimidated or freaked out by what's going to happen in the future because you know that God's got it all under control. And you can actually then begin to speak that revelation of that which God has shown you. And actually from experience, and there's a lot of nodding there, it suddenly starts to materialize in front of you over a period of time, doesn't it? Because you call it in. You call it in. I do this a lot. All right? And then, and then what happens is that you apparently start walking in favor. Yeah? Because stuff happens around you, but all that's happening is you're stepping into that which you've been calling out. So actually, all of a sudden, that situation is now prepared that you're stepping into it. And then, 
what is happening is uh, an element of you is walking in favor. Which is a separate thing. But that is not all favor, but that is an element of that. Yeah? It looks like favor. Hmm. Shaka. Okay, I'm going to skip loads of examples because I've just seen the time. Shaka. Um, hmm. So, Alan, what we got after this one? Okay, so these are some of the benefits. <laughs> so, there's like loads, aren't there? There's more than that, but that's. So, I. I I could do a few of those things on that list. So I'm going to, you know, that's why I'm asking God for more. You know, you have, you have more vision, you have greater vision, greater direction, but that actually means that you actually want greater vision, greater direction, because God's actually then shown you more, and you think, oh my goodness, that's way better than I thought it was going to be. I now need a bigger picture, God. Or actually, um, my curtains aren't big enough to cover the windows that you've shown me. I've got bigger windows now to look out of, and I've made the wrong size curtains for them. You know, it's that kind of thing, isn't it? Oh my goodness, God, I didn't realize they were that big. Yeah. Okay, Alan. Shay, right, connection. Year of connection. Hmm. It's great when you preach to yourself. You, I, I mean, I, I mean, I don't <laughs> it just is. I just, I'm just speaking to myself. You know, if it's... It doesn't mean anything to you. It's fine. It's just I'm loving. I'm, I'm, I'm actually just, I need this. I need this. I need to, you know, wow. Because actually in that place of connection with God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, stuff happens. And as we're connected with the Trinity, the three in one, the triune God, we, that causes us to be connected with each other as well. And I know that's happening, and I've already said that because this is a, this is a year of connection. We started off with that, but that is absolutely true, and that is at the core of not just prophecy, but, but all the spiritual gifts. Yeah? Shay. Yeah. Whew. So what happens when we get that stuff out of that connection? And we'll see on the next slide. Whoa, there we go. Right. Um, so when, and you know, I can... At some point, we're going to talk about listening to God and everything else. But actually, tonight, what was happening is, were we hearing the, 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 the kind of love overtures of God tonight during that, during that time? I mean, Alex was, Alex was sharing. You were sobbing. I was sobbing. N Natasha was probably sobbing. It doesn't matter if you weren't sobbing, but you felt the overtures of the love of God wrapped around you. Yeah? Okay? So they are the love songs of God, the Zephaniah 317s of God that are surrounding you. And they are also the songs of deliverance that we read in the songs that, that actually are surrounding you. Because as we said, you know, as you, things were being lifted off. They are songs of deliverance which are around you. Yeah. So, so we know the love place of God. And out of that place, we then, what comes out of our mouths reflects what's in our heart. You know, the, the overflow of our heart. You know, the, what comes out of our mouth is the overflow of our heart. We know that. Yes. Our mouth is connected to our heart. And so when it talks about 1 Corinthians 14, about strengthening, courage, and comforting, that may sound great, oh yeah, I've got that. But actually to demonstrate that, actually it's very easy when our heart is full of the mushy, ooey-gooey love of God. 
What comes out is strengthening. What comes out is encouraging. What comes out is comforting. It can't be anything else. It just comes out. You can't help it. You can't help it, can you, Alex? You can't help it. And it's embarrassing sometimes. <laughs> but you can't help it. It's like that Jeremiah fire in your belly. You can't help it. When you're in that place, if somebody pushes your buttons, what comes out is strength, encouraging, comforting. And what might have come out of before might not have been those things. Yeah? Guard your heart for it's the wellspring of life. I'm giving you a lot of scriptures tonight. You know you know where it is. It's in Proverbs, right? Guard your heart for it's the wellspring of life. So strength, encourage, and comforting. So when we're actually giving prophetic words, what will actually um, kick in at some point is actually I don't understand what I've just been given. I've just been, like you might say, well, actually I've just been given, you know, a purple cactus with a green donkey. Okay, that's the revelation. And your mind is screaming at you, and we have amazing minds, right? Don't, don't, you know, we value our minds, all right? We know that. God's given us our minds. But it will be, you know, our minds will be saying, Mark, that doesn't make sense at all. And so in that place, I might say nothing, because actually, I don't want to say anything because I don't understand it. I don't, I don't know the interpretation of it, because these are the three components of a prophetic word, right? Revelation, interpretation, application. But actually, which is why I often work in teams, is actually I might say, well, you know, Rachel and I may be praying for somebody. I say, I've got this purple cactus, whatever it was, green donkey or whatever, or pink cactus or whatever. And um, Rachel might say, well, Mark, I think it means this. I'm thinking, wow, I think it does. Or actually, even the recipient might know what it is. So Rachel may come up with an interpretation. And then we're looking at each other going, you know... which is code for I don't have a clue how that's going to be applied for in that person's life you know clearly you've never been in this place but you know we you know yeah (laughs) of course you have of course you have but actually then the person might say yeah I know what that means it's about and I know how to do that and this is what it means I'm going to do that tomorrow I'm going to line up see if it points to Jesus like you know which um, we'll we can you know go on to in how to line up a word of prophecy. Does that make sense? So revelation, interpretation, application. So often we will get stuck at the first bit and say nothing. And if we say nothing, what will happen? Nothing. Right? And if you say something, then something might happen. So we celebrate the risk. Yeah, in Speaks of Life and in the Bay and everything else, we celebrate the risk. And I've stood up in front of churches and I've come out with telephone numbers and dates and GMC numbers and all that sort of stuff. And yes, they could be wrong, but I'm celebrating the risk. I really am. I get, I get kind of carried away with it. I'm thinking, God, I'm saying, give me another one, give me another one. You know, it's like, it's <laughs> um, so, yeah, does that make, that make sense? So, yeah, I've told the story before about Hillsongs, um, Australia. I gave a, a, did a prophetic, some teaching there last year. And uh, gave all these prophetic words. Everyone uh, was taken, and then this long number... And they said, oh, Mark, it doesn't matter. We celebrate the risk. Well done. Yay. You know, they were really excited. They got the message. And then the guy who'd spent all evening in the river on the floor got up, looked at his wallet. And it was his credit card number. You know, and, 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 then, and then nobody went home till one o'clock in the morning. But, you know, and it was a work day for them. Um, so, yeah, so we celebrate the risk. So I'm just going to see, Alan, if we've got anything else after this. Okay, Jesus has done this many times. 
All right, I'm almost done. This is amazing. It's five past eight almost. So, um, so Jesus has done it many times. And um, if you want some details, I'm going to get, I know this is shamelessly advertising this book that Nick encouraged me to write and others, but you did, Nick. <laughs> you did. You were very good. You did. Um, um, and um, so in a lot of material that I'm going to do in subsequent months, like how to um, line up a prophetic word, you know, all that kind of stuff, is actually detailed in this book that um, I wrote. Um, and it's, it's used, uh, you know, a lot in, in other churches for their kind of prophetic teaching textbook. So it really just, it's like a how-to-do. It's like, and a how-to, so that's what John Arnott says on the back, anyway, so he should know. It's a how-to-do um, um, prophecy stuff. Um, break it down um, and really kind of demystify a lot of the stuff, really. And when you've read it, you think, you know, I can do that. That's how, that's how it, that's how, I, I used to think Mark was really clever and everything else, but that's, I know, I know it's really simple now, you know, it's like, so, so don't read it, because I'd like you to think, no, no. Um, so, um, so if, if you, if you kind of buying into, into this as we go on into the year, just get a copy, all right, I've got copies tonight, They'll, I always have copies with me, because of Diane Chapman, who, as a friend of ours said, Mike, you should always carry copies of your book. Yes, Diane, yes, Diane, yes, Diane, yes. Uh, who's a great author. Uh, and um, so, yeah, so Jesus has done it many times. So that takes the pressure off as well. He's our personal trainer. Yeah, How, I mean, has anybody ever had a personal trainer? Can you put your hand up? Has anybody had a personal trainer? Yeah, you know, and um, if you go to certain gyms, you'll have a per, you know, trainer and things like that. They're really helpful, you know? Because they've done it many times. And when they ask you to do something, you think, well, actually, they know, they know what it's like because they've done it loads of times. So, hmm. Hey. I'm going to finish now because the Holy Spirit is saying, Mark, you need to finish. Um, but I'm just trying to think what I'm going to finish with. There's one thing I've got to finish with. So, so actually, I'm going to look at it. I think I know what I'm supposed to finish with. It's not that I don't have anything to say. I've probably got about another three hours of stuff. But, the ho- but phew, you're thinking, whoa. Um, hmm. Show. Okay. So what I'm going to finish with is um, this is for, um, this is probably for me, but for all other people as well. All right. So if we can show the last slide, Alan. Okay. This is Lock Ord. All right, um, uh, or something, some, yeah, Bridge of Loch Ord, something like that. This is um, just down from the Bay of Apostles, so it's part of the Bay of Apostles. And again, on, on um, the, between Victoria and South Aust- Southern Australia. So you can see the fact that you've got this um, widening bay thing here, and then you've got the narrowing of the entrance, and the waves are coming in. And when I was looking out at this, God was just speaking to me about um, how sometimes um, when we feel pressured on either side, we think it's a bad thing. Yeah? But could it not be sometimes that God, you know, God can use things that pressure is, but sometimes the gap has to be narrowed to increase the power of the water going through it. Because we're in the river of God, and the river will have broad bits, and it will have rapids. 
And those rapids are caused by steepness of, 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 of descent, but also the river gets narrower, doesn't it? Have you, have you seen that? When you get into rapids, it just gets really narrow. And then as it gets narrow, what happens is the pressure of the water builds up and it starts to thunder and it starts to roar and it starts to foam. And actually, it gets rid of things in its way. And actually, at that point, it's very highly oxygenated. Yeah? So it has actually a lot of oxygen, a lot of life in it than actually something which is stiller, right? So there was a wave just building up there and it was all so calm and placid and everything else and I was actually down and people were paddling around and then all of a sudden this big wave came and it was funneled through that narrow bit and the power and the sound of everything like that, everybody turned their heads to look at the wave. Who is going through life at the minute, or actually, you know, has been through life, where you're trying to figure out, actually, um, I'm feeling under pressure, but I don't feel it's a bad thing. I feel either God is using it, or is actually narrowing, the, the, as it were, the flow of the river to create the power necessary to, to shift something out of the way. Because as you get to become frothy, powerful, and roaring... Stuff that was in the way is just going to get blasted out. I'm not saying thus saith the Lord, but I really feel like that's a real thing, you know, and actually, you know, that, that actually has suddenly become a revelation to you. So rather than resist it, you, it's almost like, God, I'm going to embrace this because actually there are things in my path that just need blowing out of the way. And I'm looking to somebody else to do it, but actually maybe, God, you're causing me to roar. God, maybe you're causing me to, do, as it were, to, to actually display the power that is in me through Jesus to blow this thing out of the way. And as it does, what's going to happen is people are going to look at me and see it happen and say, actually, Mark, you couldn't do that in the natural. What's going on? And then you can say, because they've noticed a change, and the only way that people will believe you is if, if, if you tell them the truth. Because if you try and make something up and say, well, actually, I've been reading self-help books, they're going to say, no, nah, no, nah, you, you couldn't do that. That doesn't, that doesn't resonate. The only thing that makes sense to them is actually say, well, to be honest, that's actually the power of God in my life. And it doesn't make sense, but they say, no, I've noticed that difference in you. And then all of a sudden, not only have you had a breakthrough, but actually the people around you are being impacted by that breakthrough. And that begins the conversation to their breakthrough and their walk with Jesus. It really does. If, all, if that happened to each one of us this week, and, we, and because of that, someone gave their life to Jesus, we would run out of chairs next week. I'm only saying, that's a challenge to me. I'm speaking to me. I'm speaking to me, Mark. Yeah? So, can I pray? Is that right? And then we'll finish. And then we're going to have this. So, actually, we gave the night after this amazing worship band, but actually we're going to ask them to get up uh, as... <laughs> As we're going to have ministry, because I know they've got some, and actually, I just want you to really encounter, I really, I mean, it was beautiful, um, the worship band encountering Jesus tonight, which maybe you wouldn't have done had you been up playing. And I really wanted to give that as a gift to you, or 
Daddy God wanted to give that as a gift to you for that time so you can have that. Yeah? So, so that's amazing. So, Lord God, we just thank you for this time. We thank you, Father God, for um, the way that you've just so lovingly unpicked things in our lives which actually have been bamboozling us. And, Lord God, we, I know we've... Um, those elements of the prophetic, the foretelling and the forthtelling, God, we, we want it all. We want to have words of knowledge. We, God, we want to receive now keys. We've talked about keys, and thank you, Anna, that you came down and actually from Scotland. No, you weren't. Were you in Scotland? Were you in Scotland yesterday? You were in Scotland yesterday with a key for me today, and you didn't know I was going to talk about keys. Neither did I. <laughs> and Lord God, just thank you for the keys that you've given to us and that you will give to us. And we receive them right now. It's in the kind of foretelling and forthtelling. So even the keys that we're going to have in the future, we say yes and thank you to them now so that actually when we see them, we've already received them now. So actually they fit our hands because actually we've got used to actually almost having them because we've been forthtelling them. Yes? So when we have them, we think, ah, this is that which I've been praying for. This is that which I've been speaking about. This is that. So when you see it, you say, this is a this is that moment. And things become very easy because this is that. And you've actually been experiencing it for months before you get it. Shaka. So Lord God, just receive, just receive it right now. And Lord God, if, there's any, if, there's, um, if you feel pressured... Just allow God just to roar, um, as it were, roar through you. It's that, I just sense there's a roar. There's some of you, and, and actually I'm not confusing things where it's the enemy. If it's the enemy, it's the enemy. But God actually is roaring through you and is constricting the place that you are flowing through because he wants to see you blast away the obstacles that are actually slowing you down. And embrace that. Don't struggle against it and say, God, if this is you, increase it. It's always a good prayer to pray. If you never know what, if it's, if it's the enemy or God. God, if this is you, increase it. If it's the enemy, take it away and decrease it right now. So just, you know, if, it, if that's you, just, I'll give you like 10 seconds just to kind of articulate that right now. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Wow. So, Lord God, we just thank you for what we've received. Pray that you would increase it, that you'd water it by your Holy Spirit, and actually we would just um, let it leak out of us, Father God. And we give you permission to remind us of that, these intimate moments all the time so we have those sweet memories of you, whichever situation we are in, so we can live out of that place of rest and security. In the name of Jesus. Amen. So ne next month, March the 8th, um, I'll be following on from this. I don't know how I follow on from this, but I will be following on from this. And it will be um, information as well as revelation, right? So I'm going to get through more information, but this is just to begin to set the scene of where do we operate in the prophetic. We operate out of the love of God. And that place where there's no performance, we're wrapped up in love, and we can go on. So, Anna